Yo, what's up, Bad News fam? Can you believe 30 episodes? That means you can basically listen to an episode of Bad News every day of the week for an entire month. Never thought it would happen, but here we are. Anyways, today's guest, none other than Danny Evans, VP of Marketing for Ethica. Basically the first employee they ever hired. You know, he tells us the entire story from how they started in the garage to where they are today. It's super fun, super interesting, countless name drops, Tall and Danny go back fucking decades. So, you know, sit back, enjoy, relax. You might even catch some crazy gems. And we're definitely bringing Danny back because he has all the real stories on Tall when he blacks out. So anyways, enjoy. And you know, 30, can you believe it? 30. Hey yo, bad news, fuck going on? What's up, boys? What's up? There he is. Here we are. Daniel. What's going on, Tall? What's up, What's Matt? Up, man? Nice to meet you, Dan. Yeah, it's nice to meet Matt. I can't believe we actually have crossed paths in person um, over the years, but here we are uh, crossing virtual paths in 2020. Right? It's crazy. <laughs> Fucking love it. Yeah. I, love it. I love it so much. I love it so much. Hold on, I got like one hair bothering me. There we go. And it's white. Cool. <laughs> um, I'm about to... 30, 30s, man. Bro, it's fucking. I'm gonna be 40 next year. That's <laughs> the craziest part. That's when I'm gonna probably disappear. So, I, I kind of, I do, yeah. But I, the, the crazy thing is, when you said that, I got kind of goosebumps thinking about your 40th birthday party. <laughs> it's gonna stomach, be my stomach turned a little bit. Yeah, it's gonna definitely be the one that the first. It's gonna be the last party everyone's anyone sees us at, Danny, together <laughs> yeah. as a the team. Ap- the apocalypse. Right. <laughs> it's actually. We should actually talk to Abby about that like soon of like, Hey, we should probably, we should probably get this like rolling now. Cause <laughs> yeah, I feel like I need 365 <laughs> days of therapy to get ready for that. <laughs> wow. What a fucking party. I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that until right now. Oh man. Oh, you don't like me on the sideways like this, man. Oh man. Well, we're back. We're back everybody. We're back. Um, Man, so it's a nice little intro since uh, I've known this kid for a very long time. It's kind of sucks because I always say like I've known this guy for so long. It's like the same story, but I actually have known Danny for a very fucking long time. Uh, he's more of like a little brother to me than than anything, and I've I've watched him grow into the superstar that he's become today. Uh, Danny is um, a very special human. Uh, I don't know anyone that has ever said anything negative about Danny because it's probably gonna one of those things where you just get beat up on the spot by anyone that would say anything. Um, Danny is not the face behind Ethica because Ethica has a lot of faces, um, but he is the face for the superstars behind Ethica. All collaborations, I think almost now running day to day for Ethica, right, Danny? I mean, like you are pretty much in every type of meeting that has to do with the brand Ethica. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people internally that, that I think, you know, run stuff. We have different yeah, finance, you know, uh, marketing, sales, creative. But it's, I, I think because I've been here so long, I definitely have a good understanding of how all the departments work. So it's it's cool to just kind of know how the whole machine runs. But no, we have a, a great CEO who's 
the oh, smartest yeah. person I've ever been around. And then we have a, a really talented executive team who's actually all been here for a pretty long time as well. So I think it's been, it's been fun to grow with kind of the same group of people instead of adding um, too many new people to the mix. Not that that's bad, but like I said, we kind of all know that the ins and outs of the brand and, and the authenticity of it, of it, uh, where it came from. So. Right. I love it. So uh, let's get started. We have uh, Danny, what's your title at, uh, at Ethica? Uh, Vice president of marketing. Vice so president of marketing. You know, these, these luckily that's, that's a lot of the, the, the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, Danny gets to go and spend money. He's got an American express. So if you see him, have him buy the drinks. Yeah. That's, that's the internal joke is I'm the one that's spending money and everybody else is making it. <laughs> yes. That's fucking totally true. Danny, let's, uh, let's get started. Um, your background, where are you from? Did you go to school? What, what is, uh, what was the, what was the road Danny was going to take before Ethica? Yeah, I mean, if you would have told me when I graduated high school that I'd be working for an underwear company, that, that <laughs> definitely made me laugh. So this this was unexpected in that um, in that sense. Uh, but I did kind of always love the action sports and working with athletes um, and music. But I grew up in L.A. in a town called San Pedro and grew up just kind of your normal surf, skate, BMX, moto, really just action sports kind of nut. And I'm 32. So <clears throat> when I was in my teenage years, like we're talking action sports at its prime, mm -hmm. like those dudes, the Travis Pastranas and the Ryan Checkers, these guys are A-list celebrity type people. So that was my passion. I always knew that those were kind of the people I wanted to work with. So I grew up, my family had a boat. I grew up going to the lake a bunch. And so when I was 14, I just kind of started hanging around this like water ski and wakeboard uh, water sports shop. And basically my mom would just drop me off because I didn't even drive at the time. And the owner of the shop became essentially like my babysitter. And I just told him, like, yeah, I'm just going to keep hanging out here until you can pay me or hire me. So, you know, you balls in your court, figure it out. <laughs> I and, fucking love it. Yeah. So, so I did that and, and I ended up kind of doing working there as a teenager and his name was Tyler and he, he taught me so much. He was kind of the first boss I ever had and also just gave me a good foundation about life and relationships and stuff. And from there, I mean, I, I did have a clear path from, like I said, from 14, I knew I wanted to work with athletes mm -hmm. and, and that's what I was passionate about. And that's what I wanted to kind of build the career out of. So come after I graduated high school, I started, I went to Long Beach State. It was just a local commuter school. So I was like, oh, go to college, go do that. At the same time, I started shooting photos um, and even announcing some kind of local events for like Red Bull, some like small skate contests and some wakeboarding contests, different events, because my mentality was like, okay, I, I want to be more involved. I don't really know what that is, but I just got to like figure out anything to do. So just pick up a camera or pick up a microphone and, and just kind of step out. And, you know, it's, it's, it was scary at the time, but just figure it out. And I started off really bad and then got a little bit better every year. <laughs> right. So that, <clears throat> that kind of helped me meet some more people, <clears throat> which is where I kind of became an acquaintance, I guess, of Malcolm McCassey who is the original founder of Ethica. Malcolm has a deep background in the motorsports world. Um, so I kind of knew who Malcolm was. We had crossed paths at some parties, had a bunch of mutual friends, um, and MySpace was around at the time. So I had heard he was starting this brand, Ethica, with Travis Pastrana and Ryan Sheckler. Um, I didn't even know what it was. I didn't know it was underwear at the time. And I don't even know if anybody knew what it was because Malcolm had made stickers and created this logo back in 2002 and was putting this Ethica name on people's helmets and dirt bikes and everything. Um, for like seven years before we really sold a product. So the logo was around and it, yeah, he, I mean, he was working for, he was running motorsports for big companies like Alpine stars and all that. And, and meanwhile, he was just kind of like seeding the roots for this brand and people just knew it was a brand, but they thought it was just kind of like, damn, like 
all the dopest people have this Ethica sticker. Like no one knows what it really is. Um, so I hit Malcolm up over MySpace and was like, Hey man, like, let me, let me help. What can I do for free? I'll come get lunch, sweep the garage, like just do whatever. But I just want to be involved at some, at some point. So I went over his house um, and just started helping him out with some small stuff, kind of with whatever he needed. And that was in the beginning of 2009. Um, and about, I believe it was November um, 2009 is when he launched the, the website, ethica.com, and actually sold the very first pair of underwear. Um, and from 2009 to 2012, I would go down and work with Malcolm three, four days a week, you know, while I was in school um, out of his garage in Irvine. Yeah, it was pretty much us just giving away some free product to our friends <laughs> and selling a little bit, but definitely giving away more than we sold. Um, but again, just creating some like really great authentic roots. And it of course. took a while, but it was just, it wasn't paid for, it wasn't forced, it was just kind of real. Um, so we were out of a garage and we still had people, you know, like the Ryan Checklers and Travis Pastranos who are both partners in the brand, but then like, little john and justin bieber and we met meek mill and machine gun kelly who i'm sure we'll talk about but we met all those people like when we were still running this thing out of a garage with two of us really so we didn't even know what we were, were doing at that point um 2012 we opened zoomies we got a little test in the zoomies it was the first retail store got 25 doors from them and then at the same time malcolm met our current ceo matt cook matt was involved in numerous businesses at the time kind of had his hand in a bunch of different things, um, you know, in the tech space, the digital space. He was involved in a little bit of the, the motorsports stuff as well. Um, so they kind of hit it off. Matt came in, gave the brand really the first ever capital, um, first ever in, uh, investment it ever had. And that was able to give us legs um, to get kind of into an office, hire a few more people and kind of feel like a, a real company, I guess. Before it definitely felt like a brand, but this was like, okay, we're an actual company and this is a workplace. And then I would say from 2012 to 2014 was like a serious learning period where we went overseas for the first time and were able to take, you know, production over there and, and place decent sized POs. Cause before that, everything was getting made domestic. Um, Malcolm was, was, you know, paying for anything without really having any capital behind him. So it was making stuff on really low quantities with really high price points. And it, it was just really difficult to scale. So 2012 to 2014, we, we definitely learned how to do that. It was some rough learning curves in there. We had some bad product for the first time, some stuff that was like really frustrating because even though we're a small company, it's like, you know, we got these really well-known artists and athletes wearing this stuff and we're having production issues and delivery stuff. So and we got pressure on us from Zoomies to hit sell-throughs. So those were, those were um, definitely trying years on everybody, but everything came together and, and we learned that's, I think Matt's, biggest gift and what I've seen from him is his ability to learn about something he knows nothing about and become an expert in it. He can do that in like a shorter time span than anybody I've seen. Right. He was able to jump into apparel and figure it out pretty quick and make some key decisions there that, that it really allowed us to scale. And then 15 until, until now has just been crazy. And from 2000 midway to 2018 until now has really been a spike where this thing has just kind of got some legs and, you know, slowly grown from coast to coast. Then now we're, we're filling in the mid, the middle of the country and um, yeah, it's been, it's been a fun ride, but that's kind of the, the quick version, the quick recap of the last 11 years. Oh man, I took all the questions now. Has COVID been a plus for, uh, for Ethica as a brand? Um, I wouldn't say it's been a plus, but it hasn't really had a, a, a huge negative effect on us. We were, we were definitely very nervous in the beginning because 
um, you know, we're sold in a ton of stores and we have some great retail partners. So when stores shut down, we didn't know how that loan that was going to last. And that was the scary part. Uh, right. Matt, to his credit, has also built a great e-commerce, you know, direct to consumer mm. business. So as far as the, the company being in jeopardy or people, you know, getting laid off, like we were never like that was never really a, a, something we considered. Um, but it definitely was scary because it was like, oh, man, like this, we definitely need to make some changes if, if stores don't open back up. Um, but the e-commerce has been great through the whole lockdown. And then once stores open back up, kind of picked up where it left off. So it wasn't, it wasn't a major setback for us. What are like some of the big challenges to like marketing underwear? Mm-hmm. Is it like, cause you know, like people, no, that's like, a dude. That's they that's, just run into the store, like at Walmart, buy like a $12 pack of undies. And that lasts them like three that's, years, that's you I know, do. some real, real nasty, like Bunch stuff. Skin you know? marks. Like, you know, no one wants to buy like a 25 designer, like $25 designer pair of underwear. Like how do you, how do you yeah, it's, it's no, it's well, so there's a couple things there. The, the, the first question with how do you, how do you market it in, in the early years, we really relied on the, the athletes and the artists and the mm. influencers to want people to buy that first pair. Just product like, placement. Man, I product see these people in it. Yeah. Um, and, and our approach was always the anti underwear approach. Like we just thought right. that everything was kind of the same back in 2009 with, with, uh, Haynes and Calvin Klein and yeah. Fruit of the loom and, and those, you know, those companies and, we wanted to kind of do it different. We want to create something that was a little bit cool, a little bit more edgy. It was, you know, trying to, I mean, we've never shot a photo. Actually, with the exception of Dingo, we've shot a photo of Dingo in just his underwear and some tidy whities yep. that we did for April Fool's Day. But other than that, we've never shot a photo of somebody wearing just underwear. It's always tried to be styled. And, it's and a lifestyle. Local mm. point. Yeah, yeah. And, and something that's, you know, really comfortable for the streetwear industry to look at. Or, you know, it's not, it, it, we wanted to be, we wanted people to feel a lifestyle, not feel like they were looking at an underwear ad. For sure. Um, so that was kind of the first step was to get people comfortable with the category. Cause that took a few years there and it was really difficult. And I'm talking even retailers like wholesalers, zoomies, Tilly's like none of them sold underwear. So we had a huge wall to break down just to get them to believe in the category. And, and then once we did that, once you get people to buy their first pair then the quality of the product kind of for us kind of took over from there. Like yeah. we, we do have a, a great product and, you know, to, we, and we really have had the same product since 2009, as far as the, the fit goes and the, the, the length of them and everything, we've made some upgrades as far as waistband and materials, but the product hasn't changed um, too much. So once I was able to give people their first pair, whether it's an athlete or artist, it was, it, it kind of made it easy for me because they were like, Oh man, this product's awesome. Can I get more? Yeah. You know, where if I'm giving them a, a t-shirt, it's like, cool, but then it's going to get out of the rotation. They're going to wear another t-shirt. And I think it was the same thing with consumer. It was like, man, $25 for a pair of underwear. That's more than I've been used to spending, but let me dry it. Let me buy one or they'll wait for us to do a cyber Monday sale. And it's like, okay, it's half price. Let me buy one now. And then once they get into it, it's like, oh, this is a lot different than what I've been wearing. Like now I kind of get it. So I, I think that's where the quality of the product takes over. At what point, and I know Malcolm was doing it, but like, I think you, I think you mastered it. Were you like, music is a, is going to be a big deal, a big part of Ethica. You've done works with a lot of people, but like, at what point is an artist like, yeah, I totally want to do an underwear, like a, you know, like Lil Wayne, or I saw, you know, Rick Ross was at the, at the office today. Yeah. You know, it's like people are trying to fuck with Ethica. And I feel yeah. like now, now more than ever, people are reaching out to Ethica and it's not the opposite way around. Oh, dude, it's for sure. People are reaching out to us. Like now I've got to unfortunately turn a lot of things down because there's just not enough. Right. <laughs> of course. But yeah, I mean, 
I think we realized it when there was, it was really like end of 2010, early 2011. We had, um, is when we met Meek and, and MGK. Uh, and, and both of those guys at the time were really, they were nowhere near where they were now. Like right. Kells was still living in Cleveland. Meek had a, a little bit more of a platform, but he was still just a, an underground street rapper that had a lot of um, buzz right. out of yeah. Philly. And then in, you know, through Ryan Good, who, who Tall knows, um, we got some product in the hands of Justin Bieber. Um, Little John was wearing it. And, and right around the same time, um, uh, a few other artists, Kid Ink and Chris Brown came slowly after. But in that period, it was like, when they were wearing it, it was like, whoa, this is kind of crazy, the amount of eyeballs that are on musicians. Like, these photos get circulated, you know, and this is pre-Instagram popularity and stuff. So those photos were ending up on different just TMZ gossip type blogs and, and on, uh, you know, Vogue's website and the, stuff like that where we're just like, man, this is a, this is a whole new world that, that we don't really come from. And I think because, you know, to, to Colson and, and Meek's credit, like even when they were small, like people, they were influential. Like people knew what those guys were doing. I mean, you've seen it with Kel's stage performances yeah. over the years. Like he's been having these electrifying performances since he came on and was doing shows for 200 people. Like he would find a way to just do crazy shit. And, and then Meek had this reputation and, you know, in the streets of like, yo, that's that dude. Like everybody wants to be like him. So people started looking at them and, and, and we realized that influence and, and then slowly but surely, you know, more guys came to us. Kid Ink was another one, uh, a really early artist that we work with um, and him and DJ Ill Will have been awesome. And we've been partnered up with them for like almost a decade now. Like we've, we've kept working with them. And so, yeah, it's, it's been an organic growth process. It was never something that was intentional for us. You know, Kells was into skateboarding and knew who Ryan was. Um, and Meek was into dirt bikes, you know, he can wheelie a dirt bike <laughs> pretty crazy. So he, he knew who Travis Pastrana on this, this motocross influence that we had, um, was so the, the roots in action sports definitely gave us credibility in the music, even with Wayne with skateboard, yeah. you know, it's we, crazy. The, the skateboarders co-sign us. So, so Wayne, you know, started seeing what we were doing and, and that made the brand kind of cool for him. So. Yeah. It's crazy when you have those underground followings, how oh much god. those people will support, especially when they see something on that person. They're like, Oh my God, where's that underwear? Like, I gotta get some. Or yeah. you can have someone like game just. But, you know, I also give you in a mirror. Yeah, game. I give you guys so much credit for like the family, though. It's so broad of a stroke. You guys didn't just focus in on just athletes or just rappers and musicians. Like, you even got you know up and coming guys, guys that are just in the mix on other levels. And there's so much to the family. It's such a wide reach. I feel like. Man, you know, if you're a cool dude, I don't really care what you what you do, what your profession is, what your talent is. Like, if people that we fuck with fuck with you then that's good enough for me. Like that's, that's the story that we're trying to tell is like, I don't have an initiative to get involved in the NBA or the NFL. Like yeah. I also don't have the budget to do that stuff. <laughs> but if there's athletes, you know, uh, Lou Williams is a perfect example. Exactly. Yeah. Clippers. Like he's so tight with Meek that he, he, it's great for his brand. And, and it's, it's just a, a real partnership that just kind of came to fruition because of his connection to Meek. So those are the relationships that kind of, you know, start. I and mean, we've met so many people through that way. I met, you know, the, the all-time low guys because Tall would bring him to the table at Dre's with us and then we became friends. Like, it's just, right. it's every, everybody has a story like that of, of how we met and, and kind of started our relationships. How, how do you see the company growing at another, like, thousand percent, Danny? Like, what is the vision of, uh, of I mean, you, you guys have hit pretty much everything. You, I mean, you've had, I mean, the, the only thing that's missing is you guys getting soccer players, you know what I mean, from like... Oh, man, we got we have Danny Alves. We have the most winning soccer Boom. player of all time. There it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they branched there out to women's clothes. You know? they, have, they have men's apparel. So, like, 
Damn. What's no, next? I, I mean, dude, it's the, the, the cool thing is we're so Matt has completely financed his brand, you know, right. since he became involved. Um, and it's him being solely in control has given us flexibility to do whatever we want. We don't feel pressure from anybody, from any outside investors, you know, telling us you have to do this or you need to grow here. So we've been very careful and, and, and controlled our growth. Like for 2020, even before the pandemic, this had nothing to do with the pandemic. We're not opening any new retailers. If you want to carry Ethico, we don't care. Like you're not getting it. We have our select retailers right now that we're focused on growing with and, and we're, we're rolling out the line, you know, first we roll out the, the men's and then the women's and the kids line. So we've come nowhere near to hitting the ceiling on, on underwear alone as a category. Now with that said, the, the brand, our goal is to just be a lifestyle and a brand. And we don't even necessarily see ourselves pigeonholed to um, apparel. We started a music label. Um, earlier this year, we built a state-of-the-art studio in our office, and, and that's going, um, which we've just been working on quietly. We've got some, right. like, big announcements with that, like, coming soon. But um, for now, we've just been working. We've, we've had a, a couple talented artists and producers that have been recording. Um, but that has, you know, the potential to have legs that could grow bigger than the apparel side of the business. Right. You know, we've talked done about, some mixtapes mix in the past, though, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we yeah, we put out, to, I mean, I'll, I'll explain those real quick, but we, we were doing collaborations with artists, you know, from 2012 to 2015, 16. And it was like, all right, this is cool. Like we do a collaboration, an artist designs a pair, but how can we like take this to the next level and, and really kind of uh, infiltrate this hip hop culture and, and, and have some roots here? It was like, well, people are putting out mixtapes, like let's put out a mixtape. So let's choose 10 to 15 artists they'll get to design their own pair and then they'll also give us an unreleased song and we put that out as an ethical mixtape. So we've done four of those projects since then. And I mean, dude, the, the track record of who's done those projects has been pretty impressive, man. I mean, we're talking Lil Wayne, 2 Chains, Meek, NBA Youngboy, um, uh, The Game, uh, Quando Rondo. Uh, it, it's just been awesome. Kodak Black, like dudes that have like, really been able to move some units kidding i'm forgetting some because there's literally been like 50 of the guys but the <laughs> fact that you know an underwear company so to speak is putting out unreleased music from those caliber artists has been has been really fun man and it's it's something that i think we're definitely proud of in here and it, it's 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 it was a lot of work to put those out and it was a lot of headaches <laughs> and a lot of a lot of phone uh, calls yeah uh, for sure for sure. Yeah, we were able to do four of them. And I think the, the media really latched onto them and, and kind of uh, understood what we were trying to do and, and gave us the credit of like, wow, this is a really dope concept, you know? So, so those for sure gave us, that was the first like step we really took into releasing music, which kind of led to this music label and building a studio in our office um, and a lot of the stuff that we're, we're doing now, for sure. But, I, but you know, also, I don't, I, I don't think it's not that we have, you know, set plans, but we talk about it all the time, like completely off the wall ideas of what Ethica can be in the five to 10 year range. And it's just, it's just not limited. The, you know, again, credit to Malcolm, the brand logo and the name and everything is so strong that it, we can just go anywhere with it. Um, you know, as long as we think it through and, and do it the right way. What is the, the, the story behind the name Ethica? Is there an actual, so, like... so it actually came, Malcolm was watching the movie road trip with Tom Green when they went to Ithaca University um, oh. in New York. And, and these guys, they go on this road trip. It's like a life-changing road trip, bonding experience, mm -hmm. all this crazy shit happens. Um, and so kind of saying the name over and over, he was like, man, like, okay, Ithaca evolved to Ethica. 
uh, it's not too masculine, it's not too feminine. Um, it kind of just fits and flows off the tongue with words like ethics, athletics, ethnicity, like just a, a really cool flowing word. Yeah. So those, that's the, the it's history. a great movie. You got to go watch. For sure. Yeah. It's an amazing movie. And that's snake. Every, everybody snake. under like 25 is like, who's Tom green. What is yeah. that? <laughs> Isn't that that guy from old school? Yeah, it had like no, Stifler. it's the guy from American pie. Oh. Like that Stifler guy in it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's a great movie. Great movie. The Zai Kai, Zai Kai. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, would you, would you say Kells is the, like, the one artist you've pushed as far as caliber goes because he's close to us as far as like you're doing t-shirts per record or if you, you know what i mean like stuff like that like you'll you'll send out a little box like almost like it's a reminder that the record's coming out you did some boxers and you did a t-shirt are you doing that for everyone on the caliber as part of the family or no um you know it really depends man the the to answer your question, no, we're not. <laughs> the The reason we're not is is sometimes it's it, I can communicate with Kels and his team a little bit easier right. and quicker because of our relationship. So a, a lot of these these projects with music artists, I, I require a little bit more time with apparel to like get stuff done. Um, and a lot of stuff in music changes so often, and dates get changed, and artwork isn't done until three days before the album comes out, and stuff like that. So um, no, it's not something that we do with everybody. We have done it a lot. I, I love you know. Kels is just someone that is so close to me, you know, not just the brand, but I'm, I'm always trying to think of fun stuff um, to do that'll help him and also just kind of like stoke out the crew and, Fuck and yeah. people friends to push it. So, you know, the, the game is another one that I've, I've done some fun stuff with just cause he's so easy to communicate with and get stuff done. And he's the best. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. the best. He's, he's the best. Good dude. He's <laughs> good dude. I love talking to that guy. You know, I've really noticed too on the site that you guys don't seem to follow like the the standard like seasonal. Like, it seems like you guys release more product like every you know few weeks per se. It seems like they're you know I get an email about a new Shit, every few weeks, like, <laughs> almost like every days. day. I mean, I almost had to stop because yeah. like it gets ridiculous. But I, how do you guys keep up with that pace of inventory and designs and product? Um, it, it's just something that we've tested a bunch of different drop uh cycles and schedules, and it's just something that for our customer it, it just works that way. Like with the 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 print craze that that people are on right now uh it's always like what's new what do they got now what do they got now you know so i we we like having people come back to the site you know frequently not just once a quarter so that's that's kind of how it's just um evolved to over time but it's it's a lot man like we went from i i was looking at a screenshot i had of the the initial website when malcolm launched it you know when we were back there in the garage and it was like five solid colors and now i've got like 50 60 prints each season and, it's, and like different styles by the way not just like the regular but you know what's crazy? but what's crazy about that is is the vision from the early days was it was like no one no dude wants to be seen in their underwear in 2009 like why like we want dudes to think about what pair of jordans they're going to match their waistband with and their hat with like mm. it's it's an accessory that should be looked at as part of the outfit for sure and man like that vision couldn't have come more to life like right now like it is it is crazy <laughs> yeah i know how it came about but i'm sure the some kids that listen would want to know like you just recently did like an avenge collab with avenge <laughs> sevenfold like how did that come about dude yeah there's, there, there's the story it was um you know i didn't I didn't actually meet Matt um, from Avenge and his wife Val until a, a few years ago. Um, but since then, I, I feel like it went from me not knowing them to kind of be, you know, becoming pretty good friends with them and going on a couple of vacations and doing dinners and stuff. So 
Avenge was someone that it was, it was honestly, I was never really into that genre, but Avenge was like waking the fallen was like the, the album that was like the shit for me. And like yeah. eight, like seventh, eighth grade, I think I was in when that album was out. Yeah. Uh, so I had kind of like, you know, been like always a fan of the, the band. And then once that relationship came with Matt, where he was so tight with, you know, tall and, and Sheckler and JJ, it was like, cool. Well, dude, what are you working on? Let's do something fun. So we we did a pair with them, and the artwork on it is is awesome. Yeah. It's very different than typical event stuff, but yeah, it, it sold out very quickly. Yeah, <laughs> which is dope because a band like that is you know it's like we're friends with Matt and Val, but like I I I tend to forget a lot that Matt is like in the top five biggest rock bands in the world. So it's like sometimes you're just like, oh yeah, yeah I totally want to do a collab. See, but, you know I mean? Yeah, you're not going to see a Venge play at the House of Blues. You're no. going to like the Rose Bowl. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, so it's like. So it's like a caliber it's it's good to have relationships is what i always try to get to because you can cut through the line of going through 19 agents 20 managers then you got to go to the label then you got to get it's just like you know and it's it's really cool when you're just like oh val will handle it you know what i mean or like yeah and i'm hoping like you know for for everybody who was into that music avenge is like top of the pyramid and I'm hoping that I can maybe like do that collaboration and show a bunch of 19 year olds who are into hip hop and listen to little Uzi who Avenge Sevenfold is and maybe, yeah. you know, turn them onto their music and introduce it to those, that demographic. for the Cause those guys are all wearing those <laughs> band shirts and having, yeah. Yeah. And just on logo alone. You should, yeah. damn, that's a sick logo. Yeah. Oh my God, their <laughs> yeah. logo is oh, like the, death bat the is coolest amazing. can yeah. be most timeless piece of art on any yeah. piece of apparel. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's that band's, I mean, the best (laughs) so so let's talk and you ran over real quick you talked about it earlier but the photography portion of your career and how has that like really helped like you and your career and the marketing that you do for ethica today like i noticed you like one is paid ethica a lot of money in the early years (laughs) i looked at your page and it had like some like great photos in there i was wondering like I mean, if, if I took photos like that, I'd be like a little, little birdie in my ear. Right. Like me. Yeah, it was, I mean, dude, there's, yeah, I, I was, I was good at it. I wasn't great. I've been around great photographers and it's like, it's, it's so special to work with dudes, you know, who can, mm. can really do it. Um, but basically where, where it worked out for me, it was a tool to get me in the door places when we were starting Ethica and also make a little bit of money. Like when we were starting Ethica, essentially I was kind of working for free for a few years, you know, like there wasn't, I was definitely losing money when you count in like the gas mm. driving to Malcolm's trying to get myself out to events like winter X games and summer X games and these things I was paying to work for a brand for a few, the first few years there, but through photography and kind of the event hosting stuff, that's where I was able to make money. So I was like, okay, cool. I do have a little bit of money coming in that will allow me to do some other stuff. And uh, the photography stuff I would, I would hit up brands and get them to hire me to go shoot a contest. So they would pay for my travel to go to the contest. And then I could do all my Ethica networking while I was there uh, with somebody else paying there for it. Is. That makes sense. So it was 50% away for me to make money and, and get out there. And the other 50% was cause I, I really enjoyed it. And I think that was kind of the one creative outlet I've had um, over, you know, my career. I've never been, I don't consider myself artistic. I'm not musically inclined, but photography was something that I, I it did draw me to it. It gave me, you know, if you want to talk about the music stuff, like when an artist is up and coming and you're hanging out and you can shoot photos of them and you send them photos for free, like, dude, they're stoked. They don't have like the money to pay a photographer and that. And that gives me a reason to be in a recording studio or have an all access pass to a show, um, stuff Mm -hmm. like that, where if you don't do that, 
then you're just some another dude hanging out with no purpose in a crowded studio already where it's like bro who are you yeah why are you here you know it's it's so crazy that you say that danny lately because my career has gone like in so many ways for the 20 years that you've been in my life let's say uh uh i think like have you been do you get excited still about like a new artist that you're working with that doesn't have like a crazy following you know what i mean that you see like a vision for them you know like you and i like we get to be a, around a lot of people you know and matt over the years with me has met a lot of people um but you know like you and i have seen kells go from really 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 small to what he, the to the mega star that he's becoming right now he's not even he's not even where we we know he's gonna be you know yeah. uh do you still get excited is it this does that excite you you know, I, I think the real excitement always came from me from from actually once the personal relationship starts and mm-hmm. I can kind of like understand them. Like it's it's rare now. It is that right. I really am excited and kind of back and like believe in someone from the start because the first step is like hearing their music. It's like, do I believe in their music? I'm not the dude, I'm not the A&R guy that has the music ear to be like, oh yeah, this guy's next. Like this music is so good. That's just not me. But for me, when I meet someone and, and I can see their work ethic and, and what they believe in and kind of who they are, that's where I can have that, like, you know, um, just, wow, like, this person blew me away. And with Kels, it was always how much he believed in himself and his work ethic. So when he was releasing the General Admission album, which released in 2016, so if you want to talk 2015-ish, I think he was recording that, like, I would – and this is before, you know, this is when his fan base was this really smaller core fan base, nowhere near where it is now. And I would watch this dude <clears throat> wake up early, train, go to a set all day to film the TV show Roadies all day, come to the studio at 5 or 6 p.m., have his script for the next day, memorizing his lines as he's in the studio recording an album, and then leave at 3 or 4 a.m. in the morning, sleep for a few hours, and repeat that for six months. And it was like, yo, man, this isn't like the glamorous life that people kind of think it is. Like, this dude is working right now. Like, that was a grind. Yeah. And 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 you know, failure, there was never another option for him. He was like, yo, I'm, I'm going to be a superstar. Like this is, this is it. And that's, at least that's how he made me feel, you know, in the, the vibe that he came off. Yep. So <clears throat> there's been some other bands <clears throat> that I've gotten, you know, kind of excited about on some other artists since then. Like I did get turned on to NBA young boy um, and his artist, Quando Rondo. And then their other artist, a, a kid named no cap now really early. And they've all done projects with us. Um, and those are guys that, that we were just kind of like, man, these guys are going to be really big. And, and yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's so, so crazy. But I, I, but I also don't have the personal relationship with them. I've, I've had with yeah, with and them, but um, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. State champs is like another one of like my pop punk bands that I've always just kind of like liked and rooted for. And you recently did a collab with Anwell. Uh, how did that, <laughs> with a, how did the, uh, how did that, how did the Latin market do for you guys like on someone on his level? Cause he's, he's top three. Yeah. So it's, it's been great in what we've done so far, what we've done. So he has another collection actually coming out with us um, in about a month and that'll be on a much bigger level. Oh, wow. Uh, so we'll, we'll really get a gauge on how it's doing when that drops. This first thing we did for him was, was again, it was rushed. It was last minute. Yep. He dropped the album in June. So it was a limited amount of units. It did crazy. Sold out super fast. It had a great presence at retail. Like, it went into foot action and we send the stores a pair for their mannequins that is like a display pair. And the foot action kids were having to like sell that pair off the mannequin. Cause the demand was just crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> crazy. 
Yeah, but that was actually brought to us. Tal, have you met Spiff before? Um, Spiff is like a, a producer and director. He actually directed MGK's Wild Boy video. But oh, wow. he came from, from Rick Ross, um, and, and he grew up, He came under Rick Ross um, in French Montana, and he is someone who's just talented uh, creatively in so many different things and always has his hand in yeah. producing or directing um, or whatever. But uh, we've known Spiff since he, he was actually the tour manager on the MMG tour in 2012, I think, with Ross, Meek, and, and MGK. Um, and so Spiff now is, is really big in the Latin world. So he's working with Enwell and, and shout out to Spiff because he kind of teed that up for us and he's always helping us out. We've worked with him, you know, for years now and, and he's given us the assist on a lot of stuff. So that's amazing. Is some of the main focus still action sports? A lot of kids obviously are seeing Ethica like veer very heavy into music. And but I I I I do know that Ethica is still very focused on, you know, on action sports. I'm just saying, like, is it like still the top? priority um I, I would say i would say it's an equal priority um to 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 music for sure for us skateboarding and skateboarding and motocross in particular have just such strong roots of the brand and and they both are really great markets for us still um you know you look at motocross and uh, we're just kind of the favorite brand of, of all these kids in amateur motorcycles sure. right now. Um, and, and the other thing that, that I don't know if people really realize about it, but I, I touched on it earlier is how big of an influence action sports still has to music artists. Hmm. So like those dudes are, are very in touch with, with what's cool in, in, in skateboarding and in motocross right now. So the fact that we started in action sports and we have roots there and we're authentic there and we were accepted there, it gave us this really cool credibility to other people where if you look at the reverse, like a Nike who tried to come into action sports after they were already big, did they succeed in the end? Yeah, but they failed a few times before they succeeded. Like Nike tried to get involved in skateboarding and snowboarding and stuff for years and were mm -hmm. shut out um, before they were finally accepted. Um, so I think that it was a great starting point for us and, and it still holds an incredible, incredible amount of influence um, uh, in, in music and just pop culture in general. So it's not something that we're abandoning or putting on the back burner anytime soon. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a huge part of the brand. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> what's next? What's like, uh, what's something you can talk about that's like, you know, that you're like, that you're focused on that you're like, man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get Ethica on these, on this train on the rails for this. Like I got to focus, you know, I gotta, do you want to perfect something? You know what I mean? Like, is, is it, um, are, are you where you want to be, which I know you well enough knowing that you're not. So. I mean, I try to stay focused on the task at hand, man. It's fun to, it's fun to have a, a, you know, think about the future and, and, and vision the stuff. But I really think if you can execute what's in front of you, it's going to open doors and lead to other possibilities that, you, you know, you're not even thinking about. Um, and the task at hand right now for us is to uh, continue to grow in music, which primarily means our, our music label, um, continue to grow with our retail partners. Um, we've got some big initiatives rolling out with like Foot Locker and Foot Action and Zoomies and Tillys have always been great partners of ours. So <clears throat> continue to, to build on that relationship, not just maintain it, but build it and grow it. Right. Um, we have something, shit, I don't know if I can talk about it yet, but we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll talk oh. about it here, but yep. so we, we got something coming um, I'm gonna and, have to since this is coming out this weekend. I'm gonna have to cut this out. A little beeps yeah. on it. No, it's. I think it's all good at this point. Okay. Um, but yeah, th so that's that's exciting. I mean, that relationship, you know, was was 
brought to us by and I felt I'd been kind of like on the fence of the gaming stuff for a while and then with actually felt like the right opportunity for us that was kind of real and organic I have so many athletes and music artists that fuck with those kids yep that it was like okay this isn't like a four step or like chasing a money opportunity to try to get involved in something that's you know not real for you it was like okay yeah this actually kind of makes sense now let let me ask you something real quick danny now i'm thinking about it like how do you um how do you compete with like um and i don't know numbers right so i don't know how big these companies are i'm just i'm just throwing out there like how do you compete with like stance launching into underwear you know, we're obviously all friends with Albie and, and, and Jeff Curl and all those guys. And then like, you know, Calvin Klein comes in or Under Armour and like they they have like endless money, you know, not saying Matt doesn't because, you know, Matt is a very successful, you know, <laughs> got a lot of money in the bank type of guy. It's just like, how do you when when is enough enough? Right. Like we're like, nah, skip that. We're not going to do it, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, dude, it's, it's, you know, what, what, what Matt has in the bank and what Ethic I have in the bank are also two very different conversations. hundred percent. Trust me. I've been been learning about the last four years of where I've I've also, you know, we've never had the luxury of Matt money of a venture capitalist (laughs) being like, here's $50 million, go spend it. You know, like shit, that would be nice. Yeah. Um, but, but I think it's been great that we haven't, um, to be honest up until this point, but you know, I, I do fall victim to it and I, and I, it's kind of more of a thing. I wish I could follow my own advice, but for, for the most part, it's just like, dude, don't worry about them. Like right. other people are going to do what other people are going to do. Like keep your blinders on. Uh, you know, it's, it's Jimmy Iovine said it in the defiant ones. Like, yo, when you're a racehorse on and you're going focus on what you're doing and right. we've been in that racehorse mode for a few years now. And we knew there were other people that are going to come into the category and attention that's going to be on it. Like it's impossible for it not to be, you know, Scooter Braun. I think we were a big part of Justin getting his Calvin Klein deal. And I think that's awesome. Like Justin, all he was wearing was Ethicas before the deal. Um, and, and he wanted to do a deal with us. And at the time we, we had eight employees and there just wasn't anything that made sense at, at that level, you know, that would benefit Justin to, to do a deal. So they did a Calvin Klein deal. And, and I think that, you know, I don't know, I'm not, uh, you know, I don't talk to Scooter, but if we had any part of getting Justin that deal, then I think that's awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we yeah. drew a spotlight on the category that that made it kind of cool and made calvin klein commit well, there's only so many so many battles ryan good can fight <laughs> with yeah, Peter. yeah, yeah. Just like, uh, so uh, i got you guys a bunch of free ads <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah I mean, um one thing too though is that like all these brands kind of like stole bits and pieces of what oh, you guys yeah. have already done like 100%. you know the like calvin klein how they're redoing their label around the band now and you know, ethic of making. Hey, man, I don't want to say it, but I mean, yeah, too many people. It's, it's it's so close that it's like, yeah. wait, you gotta like almost like look at the product twice over sometimes. Sure. Yeah, I think. I mean, that would dude, make me I, feel good. Yeah, it it makes me feel good in a weird, sick way when someone that loved to wear Ethicas goes and gets another deal, and you see them wearing that, and it's to me as a marketing guy, it's so obvious that they're being paid to do that. You know, oh, yeah. which do you I don't still feel send like, them like a box of Ethica. I'm like, yo, I know you still wear these at home. Bro, I'm not going to name names, but yes, 100% there have been athletes that have done that who are our friends. So for me, it's like, yo, man, if you got this deal on the table that's going to pay you so much more than what we could do, go get it. Like, for sure. We're going to be fine funny. as a company and I want what's best for you. It's funny. And when your deal's up and you don't want to do anything with them, come on back here. I was <laughs> like, talking to before uh, we got on the phone or before we got on the Zoom with you, uh, I was on a call with my friend's manager, I guess, you know, I'm not going to say who. And he was just like, yeah, he gets like, 
this much money now for a design. And I was like, you're fucking high. If you actually think I'm in that budget, like you're talking to me like ESPN numbers. Like I was like, are you crazy? I was like, you just asked me to help you with something else. You know, like you're my boy. He's like, no, no, no I'm going to give you the discount. I'm like, then why did you even throw this number out? Just so you know. Just oh, dude, I have those conversations all the time with, with new artists and managers. It's like, oh, well, he won't do a deal for less than this. It's like, all right, cool. Well, have a good day. And then, oh, yeah. well, actually, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. He you just know? heard me talking to you. Yeah, and he said, right, cool, peace. yeah, yeah, it's fucking Yeah, cool. it's, 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 um, I don't know, man. It's, it's interesting. But yeah, the, to me, there's never, we, there's never any love loss with our athletes. Like, I want, I want what's best for them. I think that where we've excelled at, though, and where people kind of get it in a sense is like, hey, man, like, this is good for your brand. Like, you know, yeah, you're not going to get the check from us, but we can give you, we can give you a platform that may help you get the check from a Red Bull or a, a, for sure. a by Dre or somebody like that, you know, where this isn't going to like really hurt you. Yeah. And I won't name names of companies or athletes, but there's been a lot of dudes who have done other underwear deals for money. And then the campaign comes out with like the billboards and stuff. And it's like, Oh my gosh, like, dude, this is like cringeworthy. Like, yeah. I hope you, you just collected a check. Yeah. Yeah. Like I hope you got paid a lot of money for yeah. this because this yeah. is not like a good look, you know? Yeah. Um, totally and that's what we're focused on. Like we, we really want to make like our athletes stoked and the artists yeah. stoked to be a part of the brand. So. Yeah. So on the flip side, uh, I mean, uh, uh, not, not work related. What does Danny do away from work to kind of like, stay creative and like you stay refreshed i didn't tell you no oh danny's like everyone's therapist oh he just stays on the phone <laughs> listening to people's problems that doesn't sound all legit. fucking day long <laughs> i'm on first like job you get paid yeah. for that yeah. oh. <laughs> um i don't know man i mean for me and it's the, i know i can speak for tall on this too it's like the lines of work and and personal life are so blurred for us like mm. i all my best friends are, are also people that i work with so you know, we, when I go on a vacation, I've got a, I get a million people asking me like, dude, that Ethica trip you went on was sick. <laughs> it was like, yeah, no, uh, that, no, that was, just my that was actually how we got away from work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah people have said that about Powell. They're like, yeah, hey, man, like, That's, yeah. what was that? And sometimes I'll, you know, sometimes I'll word it. Like when we went to Havasu, I was like, that was like a, an Ethica, uh, you know, uh, a, a regroup thing. We all got together. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, dude, it's, uh, Really, it's snowboarding in the winter. I try to be on the boat during the summer. Not anymore. Basketball. Yeah, not anymore. Till next summer, Danny. Yeah, till next summer. Danny just had surgery. Well, I'm in the I'm in the the no man's land right now. But snowboarding snowboarding's next. Um, I I really do miss shooting photos. I haven't really been able to do that much in the last couple years. Um, just have other responsibilities. And as you get older, you realize that living in South Orange County and driving to LA one or two nights a week and being up till four in the morning and driving home and being in the office then for eight hours, it isn't that fun. I used to, yeah, I used like to love hour, taking photos just like to take them, you know, like just DCMA blog or, you know, just like yeah. I look at my computers or my phones, like my phone now has like 93,000 photos, you know, more than half of them. I don't even know. I take so many screenshots and so many photos. I have so my brain is like nonstop all day long. And it's just like half more than half the stuff. I don't even fucking there's like one thing that I really love doing. And it's, and if there's one thing that I could say, I spend too much money on it's, it's eating out. And I just, I mm-hmm. love going to dinners with people because I just think, um, you know, that there's been like a, there's a bond and there's relationship build, like conversations get built over dinners. Like, uh, I it, totally it's agree. Such a cool way. Like, I, totally I, agree with oh, you. I love going to dinners with people. I love going out to eat. I actually love, like, I love your guys' podcast because it, it's similar to Ethical. Like, it's so diverse on the on the 
the people that you interview. So for right. me, you know, some of some of your guests have been big brothers to me and right. family members, Dingo and Kalia and dudes like Casey McPerry, like I've known them forever. But then some of them are people, the artists that I don't, or the chefs that I don't know anything about. And I've right. loved those like Brittany Palmer episodes or the Michael Simon, like th- those are really interesting for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for all the support. Thank too. you. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. But any, but eating, yeah, eating out and eat, having dinners with people and, and doing social activities where you're actually like conversing and having like spending meaningful time together. That's what's, that's what's kind of important now. Like I don't need to go to a nightclub anymore and listen to fucking Tiesto being blared in my ears. Till yeah. Five. See, <laughs> like, no. yeah, I, talk anyone. <laughs> I think, I think it's all about uh, dinners and conversations. Like, you know, I'll, I'll be at a restaurant. I mean, Stephen Fowler and Ricky were here the other night, you know, we were just sitting right. and talking, you know, it's like next thing you know, you're there for like five hours. You're like, man, I didn't even notice. Yeah. You know, notice that the restaurant shut down. You know yeah, what I mean? Like they're please. just talking and it's like, it's yeah. all about, you know, like our Lake Powell trip, you know, like thanks to you. Like I met a bunch of new people thinking I knew everyone there, but <laughs> didn't even know who Dustin Lynch was. You know what yeah. I mean? People were like, um, you were like a really big country dude. I was like, that's cool. He was super nice. <laughs> yeah. Not just sorry because I, I just crashed Mountain Bow's vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like I just, but I'm just gonna do this. I'm just gonna crash your vacation and book a houseboat for sure. I think we take over this party. Yeah, this <laughs> is going to be. So Danny, uh, what are two things? I guess uh, I, I messed this up on the last podcast. So I'm gonna oh, try to get this okay. right this time. What are two things you wish someone had told you before you started? If you had to pick. Two um. Pay. Hey, pay attention more in school, I guess. If, if you're going to go to school, pay attention. You know, I don't even know. I'm not going to sit here and say going to college is the right thing, but I kind of went through school through the motions of like, uh, this is just something I got to check off the box to get done. Where like, I'm going, I'm, I'm really going and working with Malcolm and like learning everything there. But there probably was a lot of important shit in school that could have benefited me now in my thirties in like an upper management position that I kind of mm. wish I would have paid attention to. So if you're going to go to school, actually put it to use and like pay attention because that that could be uh, you're already going as it is yeah you're already going and if you're not going to school use the time efficiently to get out and hustle and learn some shit in the streets like Mm. you know don't sit around and 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 party and just waste time like time is is the most valuable form of currency as you get older you know so don't there's there's just not enough time is what i've noticed as i get older i uh I'm always like, fuck, man, there's literally not enough time in the day. Yeah. You know, like you want to do so much. I've been telling Matt for six years and I'm going to sit down and start designing and, you know, and I have one of my favorite designers next to me and is so willing to teach me everything. And I'm just like, I, I, I'm literally still in this meeting that I got into five hours ago and he's so used to it now. He's just like, you just knock on the door when you're ready, but it sucks. Cause I, I do want to learn everything. I do want to learn how to do VFX. I do want to get better at editing uh, my, the videos. I, I just like all day, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to be 40 next year. And I could have learned all this in the last seven to eight years. Well, Tom, I think you and I are similar in the sense of like, and I, I mean, I can't speak for you, but I, I definitely don't regret it. Um, but a lot of our early years were spent just socializing. And, and that gave us these, these amazing networks that we have now. Yeah. But now is the time where it's like, okay, like now we're, 
you know, I still feel like I'm learning. So the brain is like a muscle that you got to really work at and, and, and utilize to keep learning and then put that information to use. I just, I just <laughs> think it's never enough. You know, like, I'm like the other yeah. day I fucking got, you know, red rock on world star. I'm like, that was good all day. It was like the coolest thing ever. Right. And then the next morning I woke up, I'm like, man, I got to start talking to world star every day. So I could send them a video every single day and maybe every other day they'll post. Oh, okay. You're not going to do that. I'm going to talk to complex complex going to do that for me. You know, it's like, it's never, I, it's just like, I'm, my brain is like focusing on one property when I got to focus on like fucking 10 other ones to just be like, all right, Red Rock's got a heartbeat. Now I got to take it to Green Valley Ranch. Then I got to do pal. It's like, it doesn't stop. And then you're like, but then you want to do all your other projects and then you want to do truff and you still are a huge part of Ethica and you got to figure things out to throw to Danny once in a while to be like, you should totally do this and that. It's like, and, and I barely do that. You know what I mean? Because I'm just like, Danny doesn't need me anymore. <laughs> and he's fucking, Danny's Danny. Like, he doesn't need me anymore. Like, I used to belong. Danny has me a part of the family because Matt and Danny and I are so fucking close. But there's days where I'm like, I could do so much more. But like, at what point is the 27th hour going to get added to the 24 hours of the day? Oh, man. I, I feel you. <laughs> For you sure. Know? But yeah, I don't know. I, I would say just just try to be constantly learning something, a skill, a new skill, getting better at a skill you already have. Uh, and then the second thing, I guess it kind of intertwines, but it's just, it's time management. Mm -hmm. Like I remember I heard uh, Rick Rubin in, in his documentary say in his early years of producing, he wasted so many hours of his life being in the studio when he didn't need to be in the studio. You know, it was like, shit, I was in the studio for 12 hours and they, and I did an hour and a half worth of actual work there. You That's know? It's funny like, you say that because I have friends who have worked with him who say he's just never in the studio because yeah. he's there to help you pull it all together at the end. His engineers are the ones that you really got. Yeah, so I've never, I've never met him, but at least from right. his documentary, it sounds like he was yeah. in the studio in, in his young years for a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that's a lot of it, too, is, is learning how to, you know, time manage and, and be efficient and make the most out of it. Because, again, like what we were just saying, there's not enough hours in the day. And the people that can, can truly be you know, successful in any way, I think they, they're, they're really good at time management, for sure. Mm. So good. So, so good. True. So true. Danny, what is uh, – and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm crossing it over to this season as well. It's like, what, what do you view as success? You know, I think that it's, for, for me, it's, it's being able to have people speak highly of you when you're not in the room. And that may be, you know, that doesn't have to be narrowed down to uh, financially or, or, or it doesn't have to have a, a category to it, but if people can speak highly of you, then that means you're, you've done something, you know, right. Uh, and that's that, also, that, that boat left the building a long time ago for me. <laughs> <laughs> like that motherfucker. No, left but, everybody. But, that's not the same, but that's also not the same as saying people can't speak negatively sure. about you. Like yeah, the more yeah. successful you're going to get, the more haters you essentially going to have, like that's just an inevitable thing. But as long as you still have that team and that core that will go to bat for you when you're not in the room and, and, you know, we'll, we'll stick up for you and fight yeah. for you when you may not even, find out about it like that means that you've been successful in some some way shape or form yeah that's awesome danny that's uh I, I I like the first one we got like that yeah that was a good answer is that a good one yeah right like it. Yeah. that's gonna be matt's headline watch no i'll, I'll, I'll find one to go one that's uh, awesome then you know we always like to follow yep. up that the, the hard question with the easy one which is what's your favorite curse word yeah let's see what i was like man 
Am I just going to say like, fuck like everybody yeah. else? I'm like, fuck yes, I am. <laughs> nice. It, it's de- yeah, it's definitely fuck, but, and, and definitely used in the phrase, what the fuck? Like, my team who works for me knows, like, I'll say what the fuck in a different tone, like, throughout the day. Yeah. Okay, I like it. I like it. Would you give me an example of, like, one of two what the fucks in two different tones? Oh, here, here it comes. Dude, what the fuck is this guy talking about? As I'm reading an email, like, I'll just say that out loud. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. Another one is, like, what the fuck is up? You know, like, oh, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, I messed up. I made a mistake. Yeah. 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 Wow. Oh, but it's, it's definitely, it's, it's usually the first one of, like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Like, just a total why, would, why would you write me an email like that? Yeah. <laughs> fuck. That's great. Daniel Evans, man. Man, thank you so much. The, the hours fly by really fast on these things when you know you could talk for hours. Um, yeah, no, they do, man. Thank you, guys. I've, I've obviously it's been it's been a fun it's been fun to be on here. It's been fun to like watch the the episodes and to see so many people I'm close with. Like, right. Oh, we're gonna have to bring it back. You got to like, damn. Every one of my friends is doing <laughs> is doing the bad news podcast. Yeah. Cool. No, we're we're. Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to bring it down a notch to to introduce the people from our crew that are the people behind a lot of the projects for the people that shine in our crew before I get to that, like, all right, it's time to bring everyone out. I want everyone to, well, I think it's, yeah, I think when you bring everyone out, the, yeah. the Shecklers and Colson's and, and, and that's coming and, and stuff like people, they, I mean, dude, their, their platforms are so massive that then people can go and dive into three seasons of interesting stories. Right. And, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, exactly. and we want the dude, like people randomly come up to Matt and I, like just random spots, like dude, huge fans of the podcast. And we're like, what you listen yeah. to the podcast, you know? And, and the age vary is so crazy. Um, well, the age and, and how, I mean, think about how many different types of listeners you guys are reaching with the, the diversity of the guests. Hmm. Like that's crazy. Yeah. And, and, and it's and it's been great and we put zero money behind any of it you know we're like if <laughs> it's all in house it's all in the house and and we're really excited and we know we just got to keep it going you know like we love doing this like obviously i would love to do a lot more again not enough time in the day you know um but uh but we're we're super excited and and bad news is going to grow into something very special and we're building a nice cool little community um and uh we did but, a cool little drop with uh ethica oh yeah, I mean, I, super yeah, limited yeah, yeah. Hour, and people hour. were fucking people were so fucking pumped on people that people were waiting like oh, you know like, yeah who did that matt did you was that did you do that artwork or, like or was uh, that, no that's um that's that, our secret weapon his name is benji who you should just hire but he's fucking yeah benji's a g he, Shout he out could do any style whatever style you could be like that crazy detail like metal shirt that like no one can do except like dudes that are dead now he can do that. You like yeah, this okay. airbrush style? He can do that airbrush. He's just that guy. You know, he's just always oh, got a pair. Yeah. Boom, there Boom. it is. Boom. Yeah. Super limited. Super yeah, limited. That was one of my favorite, favorite designs. Dude. And by the way, that was like, I didn't look at it as a girl design, but girls, you know, Abby oh, and, and a bunch of uh, our girlfriends, like it was such a hit. I was like, man, it just should have been that. Now we got to do like, we got to do like the hood, like the sports outfit. <laughs> for girls, <laughs> Full top know? and bottom. Yeah. We'll, we'll cook up some fun stuff, man, in 2020. Hell yeah. Well, I appreciate it, Danny. On, on building something, dude. It's, Thank it's you. Awesome. We appreciate, appreciate all your help, man, and uh, and your support. So, And you know I love you. So. All right. I'll see, you Red, I'll see you at Red oh, Rock. Oh, yeah. Okay. See, uh, all right, thank brother. you, guys. Yep. Peace, see man. Hey, yo, bad news. What's going on?